Hello everyone. I'm your host Sharik Javed from German city of Munich and with me is Claudia Garbord from Germany also from Bayreuth. Hello Claudia. Hi. So thanks for coming to my show and uh, we will ask Claudia to briefly introduce our viewers about herself. Thank you so much for her having me first off. It's my pleasure to be on your show. So Thank you. Um, just wanted to introduce myself very quickly. So my name is Claudia Gavit and I'm a mindset coach for many um, ambitious entrepreneurs who want to um, shatter invisible ceilings and up-level their business and life. So I'm a molecular biologist by profession and I love science, which is why I focus on a holistic and no-fluff science-based approach to help people get unstuck and create more inner peace, income, and impact. So that's mm -hmm. me in a nutshell. <laughs> so uh, thanks. Uh, but now you are a mind mindset coach. Uh, so when did you start this? What was your original prof profession? Yeah, that, that's a bit of a longer story. And it's kind of funny that you ask that because that shift was born out of a crisis. So. Mm -hmm everyone who's listening right now and who might be freaked out about the current crisis don't be discouraged a crisis might be frightening and uncomfortable but it can also help you focus on what's most important in your life and it can really give you this proverbial kick in the butt that you sometimes need to change the trajectory of your life mm -hmm. so here is how it all played out for me so I, I guess it all started back in 2015 when my son was born. And by the time I was still living in New Zealand and I was working on a PhD project in human physiology. And my Sorry, I will I will like to interrupt. So when did you go to New Zealand actually? So you did your studies in Germany in British University and then why how come you go to New Zealand? Oh, that's an even longer story. So I went to New Zealand in 2011. Um, so I, I finished my diploma, my degree in bio biology in, in Bayreuth. And then I got very sick. So I, I suffered from leukemia. And once I survived that, I decided to start something entirely new and move to the other side of the world. <laughs> for my PhD project. So that's how yeah. I ended up in New Zealand. So, so it's also very interesting and it might be motivating for the viewers that you <laughs> suffered a severe illness, uh, you know, you fought it and you started a new life. And you said, maybe I should forget, uh, go far away and you get, uh, went to New Zealand. And what was, your what was your subject of PhD? So the project that I was working on was like basic brain research. So I was trying to identify a certain protein that is thought to be involved in neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So we really tried to shed some light on these pathways and hopefully in the future find ways to treat those diseases. So mm -hmm. that, that was my project. It's, um... For normal people, technical people like us, it's it's very difficult to understand all these uh, biological terms. So you did your PhD for a successful venture and you started a family there, right? So, yeah, I, I didn't quite finish my PhD project because my son was born. And by that time my son was born, um, 
my scholarship had run out and we had also run out of research funding, which meant that I, I didn't have any income, but I still had to pay the hefty tuition fees. And then we found out that I was pregnant again, only six months after our son was born, which was a fun surprise, but it didn't make things easier. So we just, we had no family living close by that could help us out in this situation. And so we decided to move back to Germany just to be closer to my family. And that's what we did. So, mm -hmm. uh, but then during these first maybe two or three years of being a new mom, I was completely overwhelmed. Um, it was so stressful. My both, my kids were both very, very fuzzy. They didn't sleep, mm -hmm. <laughs> cried a lot. And I didn't even have one night of uninterrupted sleep for over a year after my son was born. And by the time he finally started to sleep through the night, mm -hmm. my daughter was born and it started all over again. So, uh -huh, okay. yeah. So your, your children, your three children, right? They kept you really busy. So your, your children kept you really busy. They kept me really, really busy. Yes. So uh, uh, then you started the career again after some gap on directly. It was a new career towards uh, this mind coaching stuff or how it happened. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when things finally started to get a little more, a little easier and the kids didn't cry as much and uh, they slept a bit more, I knew that I didn't want to go back to doing lab work. And I wanted to find something, I wanted to find a line of work that was much more flexible and where I could plan my day around my family. So this was a big motivation. But then I also, I, I didn't know what to do, but the only thing that I could think of that would give me that kind of flexibility was to find something, some kind of work that I could do online. And mm -hmm. that would also be great because I, would be able to do that from anywhere in the world, which is a great thing when half of the family lives on the other side of the planet, right? Yeah, I think uh, uh, that's really great. And I think it will be great for the viewers also, uh, especially the female viewers. Uh, we have a lot of talented uh, moms out there who are educated, but because of the kids, they could not uh, pursue sometime their career, but they can take inspiration from, from you that, uh, you can still find some alternate ways and online business can be an option or something new. So so at the time, then you analyzed that, okay, it's tough for me to continue lab work, right? Uh, then you must have, uh, tell, tell us about this phase. Yeah. So that what were the options you considered and how you survived through this phase and you reached a new profession? So that was a very tough time because my identity was very closely linked to being a biologist. So I loved mm -hmm. science and it was just it was who I was or that's how I felt and then even just thinking about doing something completely new something that I didn't have a degree in or anything that was so scary and so overwhelming and it just made my head spin just thinking about these kind of things and I really didn't know what to do and how to start so I what I ended up doing was just following the joy and that's something that I would suggest if, if people out there are thinking what can I do right now my my suggestion would be just follow the joy you might not know where it leads you straight away but following the joy is always such a good way to get started so for me it was doing things 
that I enjoyed and I knew I could do online. So that I started to dabble with digital photography and um, graphic design. And um, I even started a blog because I loved writing, but it felt like something was missing. So before in my work as a biologist, I was used to using, I would say the left side of my brain um, much more than my right, right side of the brain because the left mm -hmm. side is where um, is is about logic and reasoning and numbers and that kind of thing. And then I did something that uh, required me to use uh, my my right side of right side of the brain a lot more, which is creativity and intuition and emotions and stuff like that. Yes. So, so this now is also, I was at a point. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Actually, yes. this is also new for many viewers, including me. Also, you know, people, uh, the technical people working just with. Uh, or some other who are not biologists, for example, that which side of the brain are we using at the, at the time? So maybe this also helped you. Yeah, so it was really fascinating to discover that other side of myself, but I also felt that there was a disconnect and something was missing. And I missed the human connection. And I also missed having a mission. As I, as I said before, when I was working as a biologist, I had these amazing projects like they, that could potentially make the world a better place or save lives in the end, something like that. And if you have a vision like that, this really helps you um, get through difficult times because you have that vision, right? And suddenly I didn't have that vision anymore and I felt kind of lost. So um, when... The other thing that really influenced me during that time was that I noticed that trying to do something that was so far out of my comfort zone that um, it created all these fears and the worry and the self-doubt and all those things came up for me and I felt the pressure of the, of the old imposter syndrome. So am I good mm -hmm. enough? What are people thinking? Oh my God, what if I fail? What if it's going to be a disaster? And my mom told me that basically that she thought it was a huge mistake to throw out all the years of experience, all the time and effort and money I had spent on getting my mm. my uh, degree in biology. And mm. it was really tough to hear that because part of me agreed and the other part of me felt that if I just went back to, mm -hmm. to that, I would somehow betray myself and give up my dream of finding a better way to support my family. So that yeah. was something I, I didn't want to do. So mm -hmm. I said that. But then, so, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, for the viewers who join now, we have a very interesting subject going on. So we have Claudia. Who, who is highly qualified and this is a situation with many viewers also here especially the female viewers so who have highly qualified who have degrees she has a bachelor's degree she master's degree she went to new zealand for phd and because of the family kids uh, she could not she had to come back and then uh, she could not continue that profession and now we are talking about the phase that she was not sure about her future but Claudia, before you continue with this phase, to motivate the viewers, uh, let's go towards the end. Like after all this phase, we will discuss how you reach the success. Uh, what are you doing now? Let the so are you happy with your profession? Are you successful? <laughs> so, yeah. So maybe just 
Can we Maybe go back to the story? To, to bridge. Okay, you can bridge it. Yes. Okay, sorry. So yeah, maybe just to bridge that gap. Um, what I noticed that I wasn't—I noticed that I wasn't alone in this situation. So all the people I, I looked around and I saw people everywhere struggling with the exact same problems. So all this negative self-talk and the self-sabotaging behavior patterns and all that kind of stuff. And it was really fascinating for me because that brought the scientist in me out again. And I started to dive deep into what motivates this behavior. Where does this where does this behavior come from, and how can we change it? So how can we um, change our behavior in a way that we can actually achieve our goals and get out of our own ways? Mm -hmm. And that's when I stumbled across the. Um, that's when I started to dig deep and learn about how the mind works and how we can influence the mind to make better decisions and to create better habits and to just improve our life experience. So that's, that's what I did for myself and it really changed my life. And then I stumbled across the coaching industry and then this kind of clicked. At that point, it just clicked because it brought everything together for me. It combines my scientific background that I can use to explain these concepts. It, um, it combines it with my creativity and with my intuition and with a mission that is really close to my heart, with which is helping other people experience the same shifts in their lives. So mm -hmm. that's where I am and that's what I'm really passionate about. Yeah, so, so at the moment uh, you are providing coaching to the people. So is it online coaching uh, um, uh, or personal one-to-one -one coaching? How is it working? Um, at the moment, I focus on one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I'm also looking to incorporate online courses and uh, something like group coaching programs and a mastermind in the long run that will eventually also include live events and retreats. Because I think in, in times like these, diversification is something that's really great because it allows us, it allows us to stay flexible. For example, I know other coaches who rely entirely on models like um, that are based on in-person meetings and in retreats. And of course, in times like these with the coronavirus, this is a business disaster. On the other hand, if let's say all your work takes place online and some sort of computer virus were to shut down the internet, then everyone with an online only approach would suffer, right? Mm. So therefore it might be a really good idea to think about ways and strategies to combine the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. So, um, so do you think that your previous profession, which was a scientist, molecular biologist, does that also help you to, uh, to help people to focus and think about their mind and uh, do be a better professional? I definitely think so, yes, because it it helps me be very analytic. So I can I can sometimes see patterns or things that other people might not be able to see. So I think the first step that you always have to take when you want to change your mindset is awareness. So you have to become aware of what you're doing on a daily basis. So mm -hmm. just for your information, it's mm -hmm. estimated that about 
95% of your waking time, you are actually running on autopilot. So you don't have to consciously think about most of the things that you do each day, like getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth, um, having a shower, eating breakfast, going to work. Mm. Those are all auto automated things. And that's your brain's way of conserving energy. So mm -hmm. you have to know that conscious thinking is actually a very energy demanding um, process and that your mental capacity is a limited resource. So what that means for you is that, or what it means for us is that we automate everything that we do repeatedly and that we do often enough so that we don't have to waste those precious brain resources. And mm -hmm. once they are auto automated, those programs, they are run by your subconscious mind, which has a much bigger capacity, yet only needs a fraction of the energy. So obviously this can either be great or terrible, depending on the programs that you stored in your subconscious mind. So if the programs are supporting your goals, this is great because it will mostly mm. smooth sailing and you won't have uh, you won't um, encounter a lot of problems when you try mm. to goals but if on the other hand your subconscious programs are not aligned with your current goals you'll experience a lot of inner resistance around these goals mm -hmm. mm. or you so, might yeah go ahead so i think it's like you're talking about this automation that we start some job and daily routine is so busy and then we are repeating it every day. So even if it's not our goals, we have normally time to think that what can we change? So uh, uh, so this useful few minutes maybe or a session, a time of, of peace where we are only with us and we can self-reflect. Is it the right thing we are doing? Is it uh, correct? Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. Yes. And how can we achieve that? Well, actually, you do exactly what you just said. So you take some time each day to just reflect on the things you do and the things you want to achieve in your life. And you see where these things align and where they don't. So that's where you where you find the match or the mismatch. And that's what you want to become aware of. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I um, for the viewers who just joined, uh, so today we have Claudia from Bayreuth and we are talking about that she's a mind coach and we are talking about to find some time to reflect on your um, daily routine and if you are missing something in life or you wanted to do something different and she is sharing her tips and especially for the moms out there um, who had high passions, high qualifications, degrees but after getting kids she, they were so busy with their uh, family life and they could not pursue it was the case with claudia also but then he moved find out some new profession and uh, she's successful uh, so maybe you can also say something about um, self-discipline <laughs> this is a question from uh, and he's saying maybe you can guide us on self-discipline well i think it really comes down to as to creating supporting habits that's what you want to do so you need the self-discipline in the beginning to establish a new habit. But once you have established that new habit, it's the same. It doesn't require that much energy anymore because that's what habits are for. They make it an energy conserving way 
um, of being self-disciplined if you want. So mm -hmm. you have to invest the, the work in the beginning and then it's okay. So it's not that hard anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, so these days, many people, including me, we are not disciplined uh, and we have a big, uh, uh, how we say in Deutsch, ablenkung or distraction, so this mobile or uh, so so uh, or social media. So how do you have this problem also, or you had these problem dis distractions from social media, and you have to discipline and focus? Um, I have to say that my biggest distraction are my my kids because they require so much attention. Um, I'm not getting distracted by social media so much because I focus on creating rather than consuming content, uh, which is something that I would recommend that you always start with creating something before you start consuming stuff. Mm -hmm. That helps you get, get your message out and it's not that bad when you um, spend a, a little bit longer on social media later on because you've already achieved something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, can you also um, share your experience about um, your work or your life in New Zealand and compare it to Germany? Well, I only worked at the university in both countries. So these environments were pretty similar. But um, if I had to say something about New Zealand versus Germany, I would say that New Zealand is a lot more laid back in general. I think it's easier if you are changing your career to find something new over there because in Germany people still want to see um, your qualification like a certificate or a degree or something similar because I think that's we, we Germans we really like credentials so if all you have is your passion and your life experience it might be a little harder to get your foot in the door over here yeah. but the downside is in New Zealand, there's less structure and things might not run as efficiently or effectively as over here. And I've, it felt like that decisions seem to take a lot longer over there. So I think that as usual, there are pros and cons of living and working in both places. And it really depends on where your focus is. So if your lifestyle, if, if um, your priority number one is lifestyle, I would say New Zealand is a great place, but if mm. your uh, number one priority uh, was your career, then maybe Germany would be your better option. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we were also talking about uh, midlife crisis when you want to start something new. And then don't you think that it's also a hurdle that uh, if you want to start something new or, dif or different from our degrees, then uh, in this environment in Germany, if um, they want a degree, then we cannot start a new profession, even if we are talented, for example, even in acting, we need an acting degree, you know. Yes. So, so this is a, a little bit of, um, looks like a bit old fashioned compared to, for example, in USA, where everybody is thinking about starting new profession or entrepreneurship. Aren't yeah. you a bit behind in that? Or what, what will you say? Yeah, I think Jeremy's, Germany is a little more strict and old-fashioned in that in that way. But at least that's the feeling that I get too. So I think, yeah, I think many viewers will also agree. And I hope things are improving. Uh, it will also get improved. So about this, again, talking about this mind and focusing and thinking about the positives. So in the current situation, 
when our news and everything is talking so much negative about the numbers only okay at this hour this many casualties two hours afterwards now mm. these many casualties and uh, it is really um, causing negative effect in the minds of the people yeah what will you say in this how can we uh, convert it into positive uh, time and utilize it for our benefit so my first tip would be to be to choose your focus very wisely Yes, there are a lot of terrible things happening around the globe at the moment, but focusing on those terrible things isn't doing yourself or anyone else any good. So does that mean you should ignore what's going on? No. But what I what I try to do, or what you can try to do too, is just deal with the facts without focusing on the drama. So for example, I find it very useful to only listen to the news on the radio. That way I still know what's going on, but I don't have all the terrible pictures, the opinions, the conspiracy theories and the personal drama attached to the facts. And all those things, they just increase your stress level um, unnecessarily. So I would, I would steer clear of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the second tip maybe would also be to practice mm -hmm. So we are doing home office, you can see oh, yes. my, my son. Uh, okay, so another important uh, thing about, um, especially for the moms and especially for the people who are uh, immigrant here in Germany or they are from other countries and because they, they miss some uh, knowledge or, or schooling also from here, but they are very talented and uh, they, they have been through this phase. The kids have now gone to the school. They have some time again, but after a gap of some years. So mm -hmm. do you have some tips for them that how they can somehow start something new, some examples, uh, how they can be productive and feel that they're all the degrees or all the knowledge they have, they are using it on some part-time basis also, if it's possible. Yeah, some ideas. I would definitely start to take online classes. That's something that I did too. Um, read books on the topics that you're interested in. Um, I love to buy the audiobook versions, so you can go for a run or something, just listen to the book. So that's a huge time saver for me, at least. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, take, take courses. And then, as I said in the beginning, just follow the joy. Sometimes, or there was a very nice quote by, I think, G Steve Jobs that I read the other day. It's you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can all only connect them looking um, looking back. So sometimes you don't know why you take a certain step. Um, mm. It only makes sense when you once you've taken a few steps and you look backwards. So you have to start at what, just at one um, place and take it from there. Thanks. So it means that it's never too late and we should never give hope. Yeah. So try and try yeah. and see you yeah. successful. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. So for the viewers, uh, we are heading towards the second half or the last part of our show. And it will be great if you can um, also ask some questions or give your own feedback or ideas that we can discuss. Um, so our topic today is um, this midlife crisis, especially for the women and even for the men who are who are bored with doing the same job, but they want to change. Uh, it's not possible to change your career path in the middle also. Uh, and for the moms also like, okay, now they have time after the kids are now in the, already in the school. Uh, so we are discussing about possible ways how you can uh, rethink and re find the direction. Mm -hmm. Claudia, again, 
till we have some more questions you can give again uh, focus on the uh, especially the moms because you do you told me that this is one of your speciality your you coach the women yeah so um i think sometimes what happens when we have kids is that we sort of lose our identity because we we stop doing what we did before and the focus is entirely on the kids so it takes some time to just um get back in touch with our interests and what we really want to do in life so wherever possible it's the same advice that i gave before wherever possible just try to take some time uh some quiet time and really uh think about what you want to achieve in life and what's important to you and then take it one step at a time mm -hmm. yeah that that's a good tip but another relevant uh, question to you because you also started phd in uh, you were doing phd in uh, new zealand so uh, abbas is asking that how to survive in phd <laughs> lots of coffee <laughs> lots of coffee <laughs> Yeah, lots of coffee and lots of motivation. So if you have a project that you're really passionate about, I think that's something that really helps. And also um, seeking seeking collaborations and people that support you. So if you're not trying to do it all by yourself, but you have people that support you, that's always a good thing. So if you are if somebody is really um, trying to focus but somehow he gets stuck. is not finding a solution at all you know maybe then a break will be good idea or change of mind because uh, sometimes the doing research work people are uh, end up around the corner and they think all their research is going in vain maybe for they should start from scratch or the mind is going all through these things or maybe they should quit it so in this suggestion if somebody like this comes to you then what will you try to suggest say again sorry you broke up there for so a second somebody is in the middle of a phd and all of a sudden he feels his research is going nowhere or it's stuck now uh, uh, so he will feel like okay maybe last uh, one year is wasted or something or i should quit now <laughs> so if they come to you in this situation then what will you suggest oh i feel <laughs> so yes i mean uh, it's it's sometimes it's really hard but it, it depends i mean i would get Uh, I would try to get other opinions on your project. So discuss your results with other people. See if they can help you out and see something that you are missing. Because sometimes you're just missing, or you're missing something, or you have to look at it from a different angle to see uh, what you could do next. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes uh, depends on what you do. But we did basic research, which which means you don't know. You establish completely mm -hmm. new methods, and sometimes. you you just find that the method you've been working on isn't going to work so at that point you have to change direction i mean that's just the way it is yeah so the phd is uh, of course uh, not so easy but respect and uh, salute to the people who do it um so um any last comments or feedback over about the session today uh, from claudia do you want to say some more tips to our our viewers and also the viewers can ask some questions in the last 10 minutes now sure so the one thing i would like to say is always remember that you are the one who gets to decide what to do with your life so make it a good one yeah thank you it it's actually a very very nice tip that 
we are the ones and we have to make decisions and we have to get out of this automated phase uh, going through this busy daily routine day and night we should make a pause if not daily at least once a week and think uh, that if everything is going fine or you need some change and for the change there is always some efforts needed uh, uh, i think somebody has a question so shahzad is asking if we have already done graduation and master in the same field but later uh, realize that it's not for me and uh, then how can you switch and most important how to face the questions that why now <laughs> from others so i think it's very relevant to you also because yes, i've been there i've done that so at some point you at that point you just have to um stick up for yourself and say okay this is what i want to do and i i understand now that my path hasn't hasn't led me to where i want to be now or my my direction has changed you just have to be very honest with yourself and uh, i mean in the end it's your life it's not your mom's life it's not your family's life they can't cannot tell you what you have to do with your life and it just has to be important enough to you to change direction and to put in all the effort and time and work that it will need to change direction because it's not going to be easy but it's going to be it's going to be worth it so so it's a very good suggestion so we should uh, make decisions on our own of course as a grown up uh, but of course take suggestions but make a decision on our own yeah and think life you have to make a good decision so i thank you very much uh, for your time and coming to my show and i wish you all the best for the future you're already successful you you survived the middle life crisis and now you're helping others uh and it's a great great thing and uh, thank you very much so i thank, thank all the viewers uh, also to joining the show in big numbers and asking the questions and uh, stay tuned to our show tomorrow morning uh, tomorrow uh, morning i have a guest from washington she is a nurse in usa and she will tell her experiences uh, in these times so thank you again to the viewers and thank you again claudia have a nice day everyone Bye. Bye.